welcome to the last mixtape podcast i'm sarah as always here with steve, steve. <laughs> didn't call you steven this time anyway. um i always do that uh yeah so how are you how Pretty are good. things not too bad um last night i was at the pixies in the olympia or was it last night no the night mm. before last um uh, thursday night but yeah it was a really good show and mm. i've actually never seen the pixies live before so it was my first time seeing them are they still touring they're still touring yeah. they just released an album uh not so good but um <laughs> it was a great no. gig it was a great show i mean they played um a lot of the kind of the hits if you want to call them hits if they're pixies or whatever but like you know caribou and where's my mind here comes your man and stuff like that and it was a great show they're i mean they're a great band obviously kim deal is off doing her own thing i think she's with breeders at the moment so mm. they have pads doing the bass but it was a great show and i it was interesting because it was the first time i recently bought a new camera for uh, gigs and stuff like that so it was kind of a baptism of fire for the camera because they were all backlit there was no light on fun <laughs> yeah it was it was really love, hard love that backlit yeah. stage no shadow uh, or, or all shadow no light um, mm. which was interesting but like yeah it was, it was a good show it was, it, yeah it's, it, like, they still have a lot of the energy that they did you know not that Black Francis ever had a, a huge amount of energy performing but as much as he could ever show but um, yeah, it was good. It was sold out. I was what I was told yeah, was interesting huh? was because uh, you can kind of see when you're in the pit and you're do the photos, you can kind of see a kind of a, a sample of the crowd because it's so big you don't really see everybody. But you kind of see like who's at a pixie gig in 2019. Yeah. That's kind of that kind of, <laughs> a lot of kids, a lot of a lot of young people at it. I thought it was really cool because obviously mm. it's it's interesting because like pixies, they're they're probably the first three albums, you know, kind of vital music for all the alternative rock that kind of happened after them. Yeah. That whole yeah. loud, quiet, loud thing. And, and obviously, you know, Kurt Cobain famously saying like, you know, Spazic Teen Spirit was me just trying to rip off the Pixies. So, <laughs> you know, they obviously have that yeah. influence. But I yeah. suppose now time has passed and what they were at the cutting edge of, they're no longer at the cutting edge of, you know. Mm. So it's, it's, it's great to see them. It's great to see like a band that were as important as that, you know, um, at one point. Um, still, still, still fucking, you know, still able to do it. Um, so I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was great. Uh, you know, that indie kid in me really enjoyed it. Are you a, a Pixies fan at all? Or um, I mean, I like a few of their things. I sure. wouldn't call myself like a diehard fan. Yeah. Um, I don't know, you know, Where Is My Mind and yeah. Here Comes Your Man and the rest are kind of, yeah. you know, songs that are in my playlists That's and that sweet. I really love and enjoy. Yeah. But I wouldn't say that I ever like kind of sat down and listen to their whole album yeah. or that I was like a really diehard fan mm. the way I am with certain bands. Oh, yeah. yeah, of course. Um yeah, you know, you know, the whole Smith thing. Yeah. Um I do, I you know, I love them so much. Yeah. I mean Marcy's a fucking dick and it makes <laughs> me feel so bad listening to them sometimes. Yeah. But you know, that's the thing I keep coming back to. But yeah, so they wouldn't be like my favourite yeah. band. Yeah. Uh but I enjoy quite a lot of their songs. Yeah. So they're kind of cool. I think they kind of, um, where's my mind at the end of the Fight Club? And I think Here Comes My Man's probably been in bunches of films since. Yeah. I think yeah, doesn't yeah. Justin Gordon Levitt sing it in um, 500 Days of Summer or something? You know, it's mm. like, so it's kind of, um, it's they've kind of they've stayed the course kind of in pop culture relevancy. There's a really depressing documentary about them. I think, I don't know if Vice did the documentary or Vice bought the documentary and now show it. I think that maybe they bought the documentary because it doesn't mm. look as good as their other documentaries does. But it's called Loud, Quiet, Loud when they reformed in 2004. And it's just depressing because they're all... They're just I don't I don't think they like each other and I don't think they get along. Oh, no. I, I, I think they're all very awkward people. And, and it's it's a... It's a I, 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 
personally think it was a very depressing <laughs> to oh. watch. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Pixies, obviously, they're they're right up there. Uh, I watched a bit of the Mercury Music Prize. Obviously, it went to Dave this year. Mm. Um, I was pulling for um, a couple albums on it, but I was I really thought actually Idols had a good shot. Um, they mm. did a great performance. Uh, I think a lot of people, which was great. It was great seeing people kind of on Twitter going how great they are. Um, like how the performance was, and obviously Irish band uh, Fontaines were nominated, didn't win either. Um, Black Midi was one that kind of split the crowd. I think uh, I really enjoyed, but I, I <laughs> enjoy stuff that's kind of subversive. Yeah. Um, mm. And I re- yeah, I think like look, you know, awards are, are awards. You know, um, I don't really think they have much of a meaning or other than you know in the moment. You know what I mean? Like like mm. who cares really? But um, it was yeah, it was an interesting kind of show. Um, and it kind of recently, I've been pretty much binging on the the Bat for Lashes album, uh, Lost Girls, mm. which I think is a beautiful record, and uh, I I think she's amazing anyway. Um, uh, she's only playing a couple of ha- dates in England. Um, she's not playing any Irish shows or anything. Same with Angel Olsen; she's not coming to Ireland either. Oh, really? Kind of weird. Disappointing. Yeah, I would have thought so. That's, yeah, that that's a weird one. I feel like she'd have a better audience here than she would in the UK, but that's just me. Weird as well. Same with Billie Eilish. She announced the world tour last night. Although no Billie Eilish did play the Electric Picnic. She did. Uh, uh, she was probably one of the from it was, heard, the was it the Electric Picnic or was it something yeah. else? She was oh, electric, it was electric picnic. picnic. She was at a weird slot. She was like, she wasn't headlining. She was on the main stage, but like it was maybe Dermot Kennedy, her hosier. So she wasn't the headline. <laughs> but like <laughs> I, from what I heard from a lot of people, and this is no digging hosier. Uh, but like uh, from our, a lot of people like she probably should have could have headlined that quite handily I think a lot of the yeah. crowd were there for her yeah I think um, so definitely the moment. what do you think of that album Billie Eilish what do you what do you think about her no I think she's really great um, I think she's so amazing for being so young because like, she's 17 years old um, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's insane yeah um, but I think she's she's incredibly talented I really I love her voice. Mm. I just love how sweet and gentle it is, but mm. also just the themes in her music. Yeah. I feel like they a lot of people can relate to them, I yeah. suppose. And she writes with such maturity. It's so, so mature. Although her brother does help her out. Um, mm. That is the thing. He is a producer, actually. Mm. He's it's a true. music producer. So he is helping her, but I feel like a lot of that is also her. Yeah. So, you know, she has to be credited for that also. And I just, I really like the contrast of the music and her voice and just her whole image, like the creepy thing. And mm. also, I like the fact that she really tries hard not to like um, overly like sexualize herself mm. the way quite a lot of young musicians tend to do. Yeah. So yeah, overall, I don't know. I think she's I think she's really really great. I think yeah. she's really great. Um, I think where the party's over is probably one of my like favorite songs of the last year that came out of that album. It's mm. so brilliant. And again, like you're saying, like the video for that with where where her, the the paint or whatever it is coming out of her eyes and yeah i think she actually that's a real effect it that is they did. it is i actually yeah. saw a video that she had like these tubes connected to yeah. go up around her face and down her eyes and then the glass that she's drinking the like the black drink from yeah. also had a little tube connected yeah that was like pulling out the liquid so that was all like done in person on cgi yeah. um i say it was quite painful having all that black dye in your eyes yeah it kind of looked at there's a few moments you kind of see her twitch it's yeah. kind of like that um, No Surprises video for Radiohead, you know, and he's, he, he actually submerged in water and you can kind of see him yeah. trying to sing the bits and kind of <gasps> like that, like kind of oh losing God, his breath. Radiohead. Um, so, yeah, well, what have you been listening to lately? What's your kind of jam? What have I been listening to lately? Ah, you know what? I always keep kind of coming back to like old things quite a lot. Mm. Um, 
So I I don't know. I think I was in the gym the other day, and for whatever reason, there was like a weir- really weird emo um, two thousand and eight <laughs> kind of soundtrack. You know, wow. Evanescence and Fallout <laughs> Boy and My Chemical Romance. Yeah. So I've been just kind of enjoying that a little bit. Yeah, just yeah. Go- just going back, being a um, moody teenager, <laughs> uh, listening to My Chemical Romance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, those are those are fun. I think those are like really fun to like. Mm. just relive and the, like the really weird thing is for whatever reason my brain is able to store lyrics incredibly well okay. yeah i can't i can't like i can't reference movies and yeah. like you know make funny jokes because i just can't think of them on the spot but yeah. you know ask me any lyric of like so many <laughs> different songs and i'll know exactly what it is and yeah. i've impressed people a couple of times by just singing uh we didn't start the fire from start to finish do you know all the words well, we didn't start the fire i do <laughs> um i did i did history from a leaving series so i made it and also like the particular section we were doing was the exact section that's covered in that song yeah you know starting 1945 after the war until like 1989 yeah. um, which this song pretty much covers so it's like yeah that's my history exam day and i can know the whole timeline of how things <laughs> happened so Singing um, the we didn't start to fire yeah, yeah. Uh, a, few, a few times um <laughs> actually i think it was like workman's for new year's one year and they had played it and i just went off and was <laughs> was singing it along to the um to the track yeah. and there was a guy across from me just staring the whole time. And then it finished and he was like, oh my God, did did you just like know every single word to that song? I was like, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so um, just listening back to all those old emo songs, I'm yeah. like, oh my God, I remember every single word. This is so yeah. weird and creepy. And if you were to ask me to do karaoke, I probably would know everything. Well, um, not well, that I'd ever, ever do karaoke. Really? I would have taught you no. to do karaoke. I was going to ask what was your go- what be, would be your go-to karaoke song. God, I have to be extremely drunk to do that. Extremely, extremely intoxicated, uh, intoxicated in order to go um, up on stage. But my karaoke song, hmm, I don't know. I don't know what I'd pick. It's. I wouldn't think it'd be my karaoke song, but I do know all the words to "Rapper's Delight" by um, Sugar Hill Gang. <laughs> that's yeah. my. That's my that's party your trick. Karaoke song. As successful as you imagine it to be. Mm. Um, Maybe, yeah, I don't know what my karaoke... Uh, Wuthering Heights. Okay, <laughs> 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 push. Yeah, do you, uh, do Actually, yeah, a friend was telling me a story. Um, she works for a, um, a company in Berlin that mm. does music copyright, and uh, uh, they tend to do karaoke nights. Because, mm. I mean, they all work in music, and they all enjoy doing stuff like that, mm. and they have karaoke nights. And she was actually telling us about uh, one of the guys who's also Irish who works there. Mm. They, he decided that he was going to do Kate Bush and Wuthering Heights. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he did it in the same key and everything. <laughs> wow. and, she was, and also he's like a six foot six guy or something <laughs> just yeah. doing Kate Bush and oh, I just thought the story was um, absolutely hilarious that's um, amazing but yeah that, that would be a fun one to yeah. try on stage <laughs> no it would not I would <laughs> feel so bad um, but yeah I'd, I don't know what I'd do yeah. there's so many songs to choose from so yeah that's to be a fun one because you have to have people kind of singing along it's not the kind of thing yeah. karaoke and stuff like that yeah, I think people probably, probably sing along to Wuthering Heights. I, I suspect. <laughs> I sing very poorly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That high pitch. Yeah. Uh, tone that she does. Maybe I do Patty Smith. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which Patty Smith? You know what? I'd probably do because the night, just because, because it's such a. Yeah, that would probably that would probably be mine. That's a good one. That's a great song. Yeah, I think co-written with Bruce Springsteen. It is, yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, it w- no, it was actually Bruce Springsteen's song. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it could have been actually. Um, 
what's his name? Uh, Iovine. Jimmy Iovine? Oh, is the it? producer. The producer, mm. yeah. I think he got, he convinced Bruce Springsteen mm. to give the song to Patti Smith. Mm. And uh, he, she took the music, she wrote the lyrics. Yeah. Um, actually, it's a really interesting, she uh, tells the story often and it's, um, she wrote the lyrics while waiting for her partner to call her that evening and mm. she was sitting by the phone and he wasn't calling. So she sat down and she listened to the track and she just wrote all the lyrics yeah. in that one night. And I think that's really sweet. She's yeah. so great. I love her so much. Her book, Just Kids, is amazing. It's yeah. a very... Poignant. I just followed her on Instagram. She's great. Yeah. She's I incredible. love her. She's an incredible lady. I love her. Um, she's an incredible moment as well in uh, the, the Bob Dylan documentary, non-documentary, the, the Rolling Thunder review. You know what? I watched that. Well, what did you think? It was... A lot. I don't know. Yeah. Also, I had decided to do other bits on the side, so yeah. I wasn't giving it my 100% yeah. focus, so it was very difficult to follow. Did you, yeah, because did you look up to like which bits were true and which bits weren't, like, and all that kind of stuff? No, I really should have yeah. sat down and focused more on it Exa in order to like kind of catch all of that, but and there was definitely a thing that you have to sit down and watch. Yeah, oh you yeah, can't yeah. have any distractions, and I decided yeah. that I was going to clean and watch, and that did not <laughs> yeah. work out well. That kind of happened to me because all of a sudden, like, a Sharon Stone appears in it. And you're like, oh, yeah, she does. Stone. And then I looked it up and like, no, that they made that up. Sharon Stone never knew Bob Dylan. Oh, did she know? Yeah, that? it's a completely made up. <gasps> yeah, oh. yeah. Like, huge parts of it are, are made up. Oh, um, so she never had that conversation about no. Kiss and yeah, yeah, face yeah. paint. <laughs> and and Bob Dylan never went to a Kiss concert. It's a weird, it's a weird documentary. It's very Bob Dylan, I suppose, to be. Yeah. To be that kind oh, of that never obscure. Happened. Yeah, wow. yeah. But I love never those documentaries mind. Netflix are putting out, you know. Yeah. Um, I think there there's a really good one, the one about Johnny Cash and Richard Nixon is a really interesting Oh, one. that I will watch. Yeah, it's about he was asked to play at the White House and there's a whole thing around it around like um Johnny Cash being quite a patriotic American, uh, you know, seemed to be like, you know, Mr. America and then there's the other side of Johnny Cash who's quite rebellious and then like um, you know, the song uh, The Ballad of Ira Hayes, which is about the disenfranchisement of uh, Native Americans and you know, you know mm. what would he sing at the show and all this. It's a great it's a great documentary and if you mm. if you didn't respect Johnny Cash before watching it, you'll definitely respect him after it because mm. it's a very good. Oh he's great. I've been kinda mm. having some of his songs in my playlist. So I just oh, yeah. I just really enjoy it. I enjoy oh, him. Yeah. I like him. I like Johnny Cash. That actually. later career revival of his, you know, with Hurt yeah. and everything. Oh so my god. Gonna cut you down oh and, you just know. oh Hurt is just it's so beautiful mm. and I yeah, Nine Inch Nails song. Yeah. <laughs> crazy, crazy to think that. One Trent Reznor. Yeah. Trent Reznor. Reznor. I always <laughs> can never pronounce it. Um, he's, he's a brilliant lyricist. He writes mm. incredibly well. But I just, oh my God, the, what Johnny Cash does with that song yeah. is just so incredible. It's just, oh, I can't. Sometimes, you know, mm. even listening to it, like, oh my God, I'm going to cry now. This is just really, really nice. Yeah. He just... I don't know. Some people are just able to put so much emotion into like the words that they're singing. It's yeah. unbelievable. Different um, meaning, yeah. I mm. think maybe even Trent Reznor said, "It's not my song anymore. It's Johnny." Yeah, Cash's he did. Song. He yeah, did. Yeah. I, I love when musicians do that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so humble. Yeah, it's amazing. I really like humble people. <laughs> I do. I do. You gotta love that. Like, yeah, you got it because obviously it's like it's towards the end of Cash's life and stuff like that that so also like it's, it's amazingly like but it's you can't you can't like listen to it and mm. not say oh my god they took my song and just blew it out of the water yeah if someone wants to do with something I wrote I'd be also like yeah well done yeah absolutely <laughs> walk away yeah it's completely like it's yeah. a it's an incredible moment it's moments like that like a lot of artists have I was thinking about that recently like about speaking of um, do you remember um, 
Bittersweet Symphony and the whole like lawsuit issue with the Rolling Stones. Yeah. They dropped it all. Then yeah. the guys are going to get all their royalties <laughs> now. 20 years later, <laughs> Richard so Ashcroft. Many yeah. Years. That's um, a, yeah, that's a crazy one because like it, I believe the sample was so minute. I don't know. It was it was it was a small sample, but yeah. it kept being reused over and over and over again. And when you do something like that, that's a little bit complicated. Yeah. Sampling is a complicated area, especially in, in the nineties when it was in kind of its infancy. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, I, yeah, I can't imagine what it would be like to write something like that and then for somebody to be like, actually, we'll take the royalties from you for that. You know, because it was such a big part of the nineties that yeah. him walking down the street and bumping into people and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm glad that kind of turned out that yeah, way yeah, for him. Yeah, you know it's I mean? nice. It's nice that he's gotten the credit he deserved. Yeah, maybe. absolutely. Uh, there's a few articles floating around at the time. Yeah, um, about like the kind of legality of it and stuff. Like yeah, that. Uh, yeah, no, the when the thing came out, oh, yeah. uh, when they uh, they dropped the whole um, yeah. copyright issue thing, um, mm. he was just like, "Yeah, I'm so glad that people are finally recognizing yeah. my art and yeah. what I did and how a fucking fantastic song this is." And yeah. to be honest, it is it's like right. an iconic song. Oh yeah. So for them to take all the royalties is oh. Especially the Rolling Stones, whose early I career. Know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I didn't think that was particularly fair. I think Muddy Waters would like to have a word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's that kind of that I'm aspect sure. of it too. That is true. Um, yeah, no, that's a that's a classic classic song. It's an amazing yeah. song. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, that they they kind of they rolled that back and they were able to kind of get what they mm. you know what what they needed from that. Yeah, but speaking of music that mm. kind of evokes really strong emotional responses, mm. I found this YouTube channel and it's it's really entertaining. It's these two guys who are uh, classical violinists okay. and uh, they're called Two Set Violin, I think. Yeah. Um, but I love watching them so much. Mm. Oh my god, I just I always forget how actually classical music has something really special about it i sure, think yeah, it absolutely. really really does yeah. there are certain pieces that you're like oh my god how can music make me feel these things yeah and it's so nice sometimes to have that structure because i mean i understand all these like yeah. rock and like art rock pieces and people doing conceptual yeah. work yeah. but like sometimes just going back to that structure is so lovely yeah absolutely. but yeah that kind of got me thinking about the whole classical music thing. but these guys are absolutely hilarious yeah they're hilarious they're two classically trained professional violinists who are incredible and yeah. also like the violin is just a stunning instrument i always forget how stunning it is it's until beautiful. you like hear it again and mm. you're like wow okay this is crazy but uh they do mm. this thing where they do um they take very complicated pieces and they mm. would do like sight reading and they would just put it in front of them and then start playing and yeah. then play until they get a hit a note wrong and yeah. they're usually extremely complicated. Yeah. Anyway, they're really fun and check yeah. them out. But I just kind of wanted to be like, just, you know, mention classical music is so great. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I always forget. It's interesting. I was talking to somebody a little while ago and we were talking about like, you know, fa famous film scores and stuff like that. Mm. And there's this, like John Williams, obviously an amazing talent, amazing film score writer and stuff like, you know, he's pretty much written the scores the most for childhoods. But um, if you listen to Holst's Planist Suite, a lot of that, I think in particular, mm. the, the, the Darth Vader's theme or the Empire's theme and, and Star Wars comes from maybe Mars the Destroyer, I think is the, the, the movement in that mm. piece of music. So like the influence of classical music on even film scores. Is, yeah, is huge. <laughs> um, I, was, I was watching Jaws on Netflix. Ah. I love that fucking movie. Um, I haven't seen it in years. The music on that is great. It's just simply two note dun, 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 but it's yeah. just what yeah. a what a movie. I and I, I did I did watch it thinking I wonder how anyone can watch this now because it's so slow moving. Um, mm. you know there's no there's no big payoff or whatever yeah. in this film but um thoroughly enjoyed it. 
Mm. Uh, I watched I finally ended up watching the the Blade Runner sequel uh 20 whatever 2049 2049 I yeah I I enjoyed it I I like the music was the thing I was most interested in because I believe it's the same guy who did Arrival I mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately passed away um, and I l- that was my favorite thing about the movie Arrival have you seen Arrival yes I have yes <gasps> what a brilliant brilliant mm-hmm. movie and um, in all respects, not just in music, everyone, like from the performance from Amy Adams to everybody in that movie just did so well. Even just the idea of like communicating with something and using shapes and kind of stuff like that. It was genius. But uh, yeah, mm. the, the Blade Runner, it was good. It was good. You know, it was, you, it's, it's hard to, <laughs> there's no, it, the problem with it, there's no. It's hard to deal with, uh, what's his name? Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling yeah. in the role, I, I guess. Harrison Ford in the original, he's supposed to be quite, you know, d- you know, dour or whatever. Like, but he's Harrison mm. Ford, so he has that kind of magnetism to him. Yeah. And he's supposed to be kind of an arsehole in it. And I don't know if you believe he's like boilers for a thirty-year-old movie, but whether he's a robot or not, you know, or, or <laughs> android, an yeah. android. But um, I think it lacked. It didn't have because Rucker Herrer is in for me is in the movie in the sense of like the actors in the movie he's the most interesting thing and there's no Rucker Herrer in the sequel yeah so it doesn't have somebody like it has kind of baddies or whatever Jared Leto's I mean Jared Leto I suppose <laughs> but like his method acting yeah, he yeah. went he went around blindfolded for ages for that role it's yeah. just like oh my god get over yourself yeah what's that that famous one was it a was it Lawrence Olivier said to Dustin Hoffman he's just like I can't get into the character and Lawrence, Lawrence Olivier is just like try acting <laughs> so it's like try acting maybe with that but like it was um, yeah because there's no Rucker Harris so there's no like that is such a, a great performance that was the thing I took away from the, <laughs> the Blade Runner sequel <laughs> was how good Rucker Harris is because Tears in the Rain is like obviously T- Tears awesome. in Rain yeah. there's no the in there so. no yeah like Tears <laughs> in Rain and they, yeah. like just like that whole bit when he's chasing after him in the building and like it's almost like a car- Warner Brothers cartoon, like in a way, like there's kind of like, you know, mm. I'm coming for you. And like, he's screaming, like such great acting. Like he went for it. Yeah. Not boring, kind of quirky. Like every line he delivers yeah. in that movie is So for fantastic. me, for me, the 2049 and uh, the Blade Runner 2049 was just visually so stunning. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah beautiful they movie. actually made miniature models of all the stuff that you're seeing in mm. there. And there is obviously CGI. There's plenty of CGI yeah. there too, but also they've made all those models mm. and it's just incredible. Oh my god. Every single frame I'm like I just I can't can't get enough of this because it's so perfect. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. It's just really 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 well visually yeah. put together and stunning yeah. and just the costumes are great and mm. you know that whole aesthetic is mm. really great and I just I always really like the sci-fi themes I yeah. guess, you know. Yeah. What 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 is the future? How are we going to interact with AI? Mm. What kind of impact is AI going to have in our society Mm. you know those themes are extremely interesting to me and I I really enjoy that so that's why I love that movie I think it's great there there are I guess I suppose flaws in it but Mm. there's flaws in everything but it's uh, visually it is so stunning I'm just every time I watch it I'm just like blown away yeah it's so good that's the thing like I will say but it it does capture the visual beauty of the original yeah quite brilliantly like uh, um, and the music as well does live up quite well to Van Gallus uh, mm. you know I mean that's a, again that's another really hard thing to meet in, th- in both movies is you know the Rucker Hauer Van Gallus and obviously Ridley, Ridley Scott's direction and I think everybody yeah. did well yeah I just I, I, I really enjoyed it visually I thought like you were saying there was yeah. moments like this is great sci-fi in the same way that I thought I, I think maybe I, I really love Black Klansman I really liked 
Arrival. The last kind of couple of years, there's been a couple of movies I was like, oh, that's one of my favorite movies. And I think mm. Arrival, Amy Adams in that is so fucking good in that mm. movie. She's such a great performance. So when you look at her, then she's totally wasted as uh, Lois, Lois Lane in, in the Superman movies. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you know, yeah. she could have been such a, a much better one with a better script or whatever. I don't know. But um, that's the other thing that's coming up in, is the Joker movie. Yeah. Which, um, I, I think it looks really cool. I don't know who's doing the score for that, but um, the, the way they've set it to the smile, oh, your heart is breaking, um, mm. looks like there's a bit where he's stamping on the stairs. I, I doubt that's in the actual movie. Like it cues up the same way. But it, looks, yeah. it looks quite amazing. No, it looks it looks great. And Joaquin Phoenix looks absolutely incredible mm. in it. Like yeah. just from seeing him in trailers, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's winning some Oscars for this. Absolutely. That uh, family were all I, so yeah. talented. I don't know if it's gonna like be on like Heath Ledger level. Mm. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. But um, it's gonna be close. I think. It's yeah. That's such a difficult one to because the Heath Ledger one was so iconic. Um, yeah, it's gonna be hard. Even the music for him was g- so great. But that was such. A, I'd say they're probably very different performances. Yeah. Cause, yeah. But I, I'm looking forward to seeing it because I'm not really one for clowns in movies. I'm homophobic <laughs> clowns. Weirdly, the Joker never bothered me. It mm. bothers me. I wish people would fuck off with chapter <laughs> eight two for fucking eight. <laughs> I had dreams about it as well. I haven't oh, seen no. the movie. Um, I had to watch it when I was younger. I was made watch it, the miniseries by one that's, of my cousins. That's scary. It was fucking was kid. Tim to- Curry. He's pretty terrifying clown. He's actually scarier than the one that they have now. I yeah, think. I yeah. think Tim Curry's it or Pennywise is um. As someone who's Terrifying. scared of clowns, I find the more normal a clown looks, the scarier. Like, if people try to do the big creepy clown thing, it's like, ah, it's creepy. But when it just like looks like a clown, it's like, mm, no. Mm. Um, Tim Curry's a great actor. He is. Fucking He's an amazing actor. I love Tim Curry. Oh, fucking Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. Like, very few people could pull off that role and be no as one compelling. Could. No yeah, one can. No. <laughs> I'm not sure anyone can do uh, what Tim Curry did with that role. The, so the bit where he says anticipation you're like anticipation yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great brilliant yeah. uh, let's talk about some new music though two yes, new albums yeah let's uh, actually get on with the review yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah two new albums that we're going to discuss there have been actually so many releases recently and we've both just had not had the time to yes. discuss a lot of them which was la- the new Lana Del Rey album yeah. and there was something else that I was Bath for Lashes I was talking about uh, Lana Del Rey Bath for Lashes Taylor Swift released an album for who, yeah. who's interested there, there was I felt like there was like loads of stuff coming mm. out um but yeah, the two that we are discussing today. Well, yep. the first one is Tebby Rex and The Young Will Eat the Old. Yeah, so this is the debut album from them. Uh, kind of a hotly tipped one. They are a hop- hotly tipped act who we've spoken about quite well on the show before. Mm-hmm. About a couple of their singles. You, especially uh, uh, seen them live, you've really enjoyed them. Yeah, live, they are absolutely incredible. They're mm. so great with the crowd and just everyone loves them so much. Mm. And the atmosphere was just really amazing with them yeah live they are incredible and if you know if there are there i think they have a couple of shows coming up I believe or they had a show recently um have a button factory show coming yeah. up yeah yeah and if ever if anyone gets the chance to see them i think they're definitely 100 percent worth seeing live because yeah. they're so good live yeah. they're very very good live uh, the record itself uh the young will eat the old um a kind of a con- concept album um Broken up into three acts, uh, kind of under the basis of are we doomed to repeat the mistakes of our forebears? You know, you know, we are always trying to be better, but do, do we end up falling foul to it? 
there are some um, really strong moments I have to say in, mm. in the album I really like I Never Got Off the Bus I think it's really cool um, Lotus Eaters is another moment in the record so I think each act yeah Financial Controller which is in the first act each mm. act has a compelling song and I think uh, musically uh, and production wise it, musically I think it's 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 quite strong I think they're the rapping and I think the way that the lyrics are really strong so I think like as a debut album, I think it has that kind of vitality of a debut album where it's just yeah. like it's it's really trying. It's really trying to make something really compelling. And it and it does in those like in those tracks, I think it really portrays the message it's trying to portray. Like what do you what do you think about it? You know, I thought it was like for their first debut album, it's mm. really, really well done. Mm. Um I think it's been in the making for a little for a quite some time while yeah. now, yeah. yeah. But honestly, definitely like worth taking that time out yeah doing something really really well mm. um i think it's it's nicely it's nicely done and mm. i like their structure i mm. like the way that the album has a story yeah i quite enjoy that about mm. albums actually it's um sometimes it's really great to just play the tracks and play them as they're intended yeah and i think pink floyd used to do this all the time of course they yeah, were yeah. like please don't do a best of because <laughs> we're not a best of please yeah. play our albums the way we have intended you to play them because this is how we do it yeah like, i really enjoy when musicians do that because yeah. like, i like i like storytelling mm. and it's really great for someone to like start yeah do the whole story through their album and which i think is it's pretty good yeah um it like shines true on this art record. They do definitely want to tell a story yes, with, with yeah, the music they're yeah. making. But also, I think they're really interesting in like in terms of what's happening on mm. the Irish music scene at the moment. Yeah. And I think it's really really nice to see some like home bro- homegrown mm. grown um rap and R and B type music emerging. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's amazing to just add that kind of variety to our music scene because yeah. for so long there just hasn't been. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. And I think yeah, I think they're a really talented group and. Yeah, you know, I I enjoyed this album. I really did. It's quite a vivid album. It's sonically, I think it's it's quite a, a vivid record, and I I really like it. Really appealed to me the kind of the story they're trying to tell and how they went from went from it to, or, or went at it more more mm. more to the point. I think as well, like you're saying, like they're you know they're they're really strong singles in the in in the album as well. Yeah. Um, and I think it like even down to the artwork, which is quite striking, the head and the hand, kind of. Uh, mm. I think there's Greek. Greek uh, mythology, mythology themes wrapped up in it which does wrap around to probably for me what is kind of the, the hardest part of the album to kind of get my head around or the hardest but the, the bit of the album that's, that I feel where it kind of falls a little is that there is a Greek chorus in the in the album and it happens in three acts act one, act two, act three mm-hmm. and I just I, I, I think it might have been for me a, a choice that doesn't doesn't particularly work for me when I'm listening to the mm. record and I have to say and like I mean I have great respect for Natalia O'Flaherty who's a great uh, spoken word artist great respect for the band as well musically I think it, it, throughout the record I just don't think it needs it that was my feeling when, when the moments were happening I was like I don't I don't think the album like I think if you took these bits out the album wouldn't be any weaker for it so that was a moment that kind of that took me out of it and the fact that it happened at the very beginning of the album was like oh Okay, that's a little uneasy. But then, as I say, you get back onto like I never got off the bus, uh, Lotus Eaters, and stuff like that. The album does recover from it. It's, it's never, it's not detrimental to the record. And I think it's mm. it's interesting that they took that chance to create something that has, like you're saying, like a concept album narrative. Like it's not yeah. unknown yeah. Um, to do that. Like there are albums that use mm. kind of spoken word elements, and it's quite inventive. No, I I do I understand. Mm. Um, I guess your criticism yeah. on that, and there there are, there are people who don't really relate to that yeah. and you know it's, it's 
it's I guess not the most like palatable thing for yeah. a certain audience. Yeah. Um, I personally just enjoyed it because I just I I thought it was like really nice. It was yeah. great of them to do that whole um experimental thing and mm. just add spoken word into rap as well and yeah. kind of have the two different styles of yeah. poetry um delivery I suppose. Um, so I I think it's you know for their first album it's it's pretty great and mm. you know if this maybe t- for certain people didn't really work out the way they yeah. um you know what they would have liked to listen to then yeah. you know th- there's plenty of room for improvement yeah. down the line but i enjoy- i enjoyed it i thought it was a really nice um nice thing it was yeah. a nice album i thought so. i think it's it's well worth a listen i, d- yeah. I really do yeah, definitely. Like, apart from that criticism um i think the rest of it really does make make up for that and i think yeah they're as you say like his debut album and it shows a he- heck of a lot of promise from them oh definitely definitely um, and they've they've been a band showing promise for ages so i think this will do quite well for them i think there's plenty of moments for people to enjoy and i mean again like with the spoken word thing i think maybe if you are a fan of spoken word that's a maybe a thing you'll really like about the album like there's not mm. many albums that include spoken word and that's maybe, true you know if you're a part of that community uh of artists you might be going hey you know this is us also like you're saying a voice like being represented on, on the irish scene yeah so yeah. i think yeah I, it's a it's a i would recommend listening to i would recommend oh, checking definitely it out. definitely you, a hundred percent. Absolutely. It's really interesting. It's so great to see that happening mm. um, in Ireland as well. It's it's brilliant. So, yeah, yeah definitely recommend it. Two thumbs up uh, for yes. Tebby Rex. Uh, the young will eat the old. Maybe that's why I didn't like it, because I'm old. <laughs> no, <laughs> joking. Mm. Uh, we'll move on then as well to probably one of the most anticipated albums of the year, at least in the Irish music scene, uh, the sophomore record from uh, girl band The Talkies. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, hotly, hotly anticipated this record. Yes. It's been quite some time since girl band released um holding hands of jamie which did so well for them mm. um and they're back the talkies it's a very very strong album i mean i i, I really <laughs> it's thematically atmospherically in terms of its mood it is a it sets out and it hits every single you know part of it it wants to hit i mean the first track is literally two minutes of heavy breathing um mm almost like anxious kind of breathing and it it sets that kind of tone that you are not on you know steady ground here you're 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 this isn't going to be like an easy listen it's going to be a challenging listen and if you can get past i think if you can get past that two minutes you're 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 golden i think prolix is the is the name of the track Mm. and then it it starts there and then it just takes off with like a going norway and shoulder blades and Mm. stuff like that it's yeah it's definitely not an easy listen no don't expect it to be an easy listen at all it's it's a it's such a strong record like i mean it rattles i mean when i was writing the review of it i kind of likened it mostly to like a francis bacon painting it has that sense of trauma to it it has that innate sense of like unease they're like there's a person in the painting but they've been kind of contorted and ripped and there's like music and there's songs in 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 this album but they've been contorted and ripped and there's a traumatic kind of edge to it as well like that that just kind of goes straight through the the record and like it's either in the music kind of screeching and howling beneath or it's in the lyrics and how they're delivered like what what do you think of the talkies 
So um, I decided to just do some work along with playing the album, you know, multitasking. <laughs> yeah. Because um, sometimes these things can take a while. Um, so you need to kind of make time for it. Yeah. It's very hard to focus on anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My takeaway from it is it's extremely hard to focus on anything else, which is probably a good thing. Yeah. It's probably, it's not a good thing if you're trying to work. Yeah. So don't play this if you're trying <laughs> yeah, to yeah, yeah. actually do some work because it really pulls you in, I find. Mm. Like it's such a... It's really strong and really powerful and just the music and everything about it just kind of draws you mm. in and you just are forced to focus on it and yeah. forced to focus on what they're saying. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like my initial takeaway from it. Mm. But I just, I really love what they're doing because they're taking this new genre that's mm. that has emerged over the last few years, mm. but it's kind of that like... Marky Smith mm. and Modern Lovers and yeah. that's the kind of genre I feel like you yeah, know it's, it, it's similar to this yeah um and in the recent years it's been emerging more and more and we yeah. see that with Murder Capital and Fontaines and yeah. they're all kind of in that similar mm. uh, sort of genre of music yeah um it's great to see that emerge again yeah. um but I feel like they've taken that and they've actually brought it to a different level yeah like just musically they've been really creative and mm. just lyrics wise it's 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 really Mm. kind of heavy and mm. they've taken that genre and then made it into something new mm. so they still kind of exist within that alt uh mm. rock but they're different they're doing something new with the music mm. itself yeah and it's very conceptual yeah. which i really enjoy about that and mm. I, I i like conceptual pieces of music i guess because they're interesting yeah. they're new and they're different and i guess not this is definitely not going to be everyone's taste no it's yeah. definitely not but yeah. that's what i kind of like about it yeah that it's unique and that it's different anyway i really like girl band they're cr they're incredible and like you were saying like it's, it doesn't feel like the obligatory album to set off the tour to market the band to get the you know it, it feels like an actual piece of art in and of yeah, itself like yeah. there's a very definite meaning behind everything um it's all very abstracted obviously the, the way that dara writes the lyrics is quite you know one minute he's singing about dutch gold and you know it, it changes like an like amygdala in the, in the track sounds like it's almost like i'm getting sick you know it's it's, it's mm. such a there are so many strong moments in the album that like you're saying you can't really passively listen to it no you know what i mean no <laughs> like even when you're like listening on your headphones and I, a couple of times walking in and out of work i've had you know shoulder blades are going norway and maybe mm. they're the more palatable even at that shoulder blades is six minutes long and when the bass kicks in it's like it's incredible yeah it's it's not it's you kind of need to just sit down and listen mm. to it um it's not really easy listening it's no. I guess if you're like on the bus and really focusing hard mm. and listening to it, that's fine. But if you're kind of moving about and around, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I feel like it just, everything then just distracts me too much around. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not like a background. Yeah. Uh, it's not background music. Um, no. Which actually I think is sort of great. Yeah. Um, that it's not, that it does force you to listen to it. Mm. So it I does. Really, yeah. I think you're right. Like, and like you were saying, like, you know, obviously the comparison with uh, Fontaine's and Murder Capital, it's, it's apt, you know what I mean? They're, the band's coming out of Ireland with very similar roots musically and inspirations. Yeah, like, yeah. But like, obviously, girl band go a hell of a lot steps further into the more abstract or Marquis Smith oh, yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. you know, it's not, you know, this ain't going to be on daytime radio or in, in yeah. an advert. Um, yeah. but not to say that the other two bands that their songs are made for adverts what I'm saying is basically <laughs> that like before anyone fucking asks me about it you know it's, it's like they're a lot the others are a lot more commercial yeah. and a lot more palatable yeah. because they already have a 
a large audience. Yes. Whereas uh, girl band are kind of doing something a bit different. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in comparison to what these guys are doing. But it, um, yeah, it's it's heartening to see the people love it. You know what I mean? That it's, yeah. it's something that's this abstract being taken so um, so well and and taken into people's minds and people are, people really love like all I could see yesterday when Independent released the album is how much people liked it and people yeah. talking about it. Yeah. Um, like I've seen I've seen a little bit of criticism. <laughs> well, on, not yeah, criticism. Yeah. It was yeah. more like um, a lot of my friends being like, "Oh, girl band. I thought this was uh, I thought this was girls." They're not girls. They're all boys. <laughs> I've seen so <laughs> much on that on Twitter. Yeah. Um, it's just funny. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, that's pretty much all I've seen about oh, girls on Twitter. And also just, <laughs> it's not their fault. Yeah. But a lot of people just being very annoyed that Fontaine had mentioned girl band as being the, oh, yeah. the first Irish band not to be diddly eye. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have taken that uh pretty pretty badly yeah. uh from what i've seen yeah um but that's nothing to do with them no no not <laughs> nothing at all to do with them. i mean they existed so. long before fontaine's did um make an album so they like um you know with girl, girl band girl band as well like uh, they are very much out on their own in the sense of like how far they, they take it and uh, yeah like, and, and i think that's down to the people involved you know that's down to the band themselves like obviously the, as a group and as a unit they like the sound they make is incredible and what Dara writes is very singular to him do you know what I mean like I I don't think anyone else could write lyrics the way he does because it Mm. it does feel cut up but then when you read them back like oh shit you know there's a lot going on here and I I don't want to comment too much on on that because that's his story to tell and you know dive into the lyrics but like like you were saying and I think it's an interesting because I had a, a little bit of a debate with somebody recently about this about does an album necessarily have to be something you stick on on your walk home or something you stick on when you're at home do you know what I mean I know mm. people probably do stick on girl band when they're at home mm. I know people who do you know what I mean like um, I do myself so like it's <laughs> fine but like yeah, does, a, does a piece of art or does an album need to be welcoming or you know kind of for you to, to enjoy it basically well n- yeah and I would say no it doesn't and I think the variety is what's amazing about yeah. music yeah yeah, absolutely <laughs> um, it's definitely not an album to stick on if you are having friends over mm. um, that would be turned off on me pretty much immediately <laughs> yeah. um, people don't yeah, I have certain things, certain taste in music. If I if I do if I make a playlist, usually it goes down really, really well. People yeah. are like, "This is a great playlist, well yeah. done." Um, but if I'm, you know, uh, playing random stuff like this, mm. or like even even Modern Lovers, I got criticism for. Yeah. So I, it's always like turn that off. Yeah. Um, so this is definitely not something my group of friends would be like mm. sitting around and listening to. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's really a social gathering type of album. No. But that doesn't mean that it, it it just it exists in like a slightly different um, yeah. I guess area of music. Um, but no, I don't think every album has to be. No, it doesn't have to be a thing that you stick on to listen on your way. No, home, home from work or to play when your friends are around. Um, yeah, I don't think like either is a virtue. Do you know what I mean? I, no, I, like, no. I think the variety in music is what's lovely about music. Yeah, just having the choice and the variety and yeah. those are things for different moods and different settings mm. and. Because this album is so internal, like it, it probably feels like it probably should be listened mostly, like in a kind of um, an insular kind of way. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, on your own or, or, or kind of in your own company, because of the way it is. Right? Like it's like I suppose if you go into a gallery and you're looking at a painting, you're not really chatting to people about the painting when you're looking at it. You're kind of internalizing what you think it's about. 
and I think this is kind of the way. And that's not me being like, before people get on my case about this, it's not being <laughs> pretentious to liken one piece of art to another piece of art. Mm. It, it, it's quite apt, actually. Um, so, yeah, like the, the idea of it being like a, a, the Bacon-esque uh, contortion of reality and the deconstructive kind of elements of this record. It's 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 a fucking powerful record. It's, it's I mean, it's it's a very big contender for album of the year. I can't mm. think of anything that hits what it's trying to hit as well as they do it. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, it, it'll be an influential album. I hope it does super well for them. You know what I mean? The, yeah. the gigs would be interesting in November. Um, I think both are sold out now in Vicar Street, which mm. is great for them because um, they're just as powerful live as they are on, on record. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else? Any other thoughts on the talkies? Um, no, I think, I think I've... Um yeah, we've covered we've covered yeah, pretty we've much everything. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great album. Yeah, and it's great to see them making more work. Oh yeah, and yeah, absolutely. That's, that's my take on that. Before I start saying yeah. those are things yeah. I shouldn't. No, no, it's an incredible. Um, it's an incredible record. Um, yeah, it is. It um, is very original, very of its own kind of ilk. Um, yeah, I mean, I probably would say I really like Shoulder Blades. Mm. But maybe going Norway. I mean, uh, amygdala is a great moment. Salmon. I mean, it's all great moments <laughs> on this record, really. Um, yeah, like, uh, and again, like the the noise they make isn't just noise. There seems to be, you know, there's there's melody in there too. You know what I mean? Um, they're just an incredibly powerful record. Do you think it's a contender for your album of the year? We're getting close to that time. We are possibly, mm. possibly. Yeah, it's a I'm gonna have to like look through all the albums yeah. again and yeah. just remember what was out yeah, yeah, what was yeah. out this year and not last year yeah there, well, all the years blur into one it's going to be a tough one there's a, there's going to be a few contenders I know people will be big on the Murder Capital album I know people will be big on the Fontaine's album actually yeah, oh, that was that was it the Murder uh, Capital Capel? album yeah. came out yeah. which is just before I left um, yeah. for the summer break and yeah. then we didn't have time to discuss it I don't did you enjoy it? <sighs> Wasn't you? you were I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. really wanted to, yes. but I felt like it could have had a little bit more substance. Yeah, and there was okay. something not right with the recording. I don't yes, know, I don't know what. I d- there was something off with the actual recording of yeah. the music itself. Actually, I found that was a little bit of an issue for me on the um, the girl band album. Also, yeah, um, I had it playing on my speakers at home. Um, yeah. I have the home pod at home. Yeah, great speaker, brilliant speaker. Honestly, couldn't recommend it. And I love, like, when you play stuff with a really heavy bass, the whole house just shakes. It's cool, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Great. yeah. I love good speakers. Um, yeah. They're always wor- very, very worth investing in. But anyway, I was playing it on the speaker, and there was just something a bit off about how the speaker was outputting it. it. Yeah. Um, it was kind of quiet. I had it set to, like, fairly loud, yeah. and it was still kind of quiet. The Murder um, Cabal album. Or not the, the murder cap, yeah. the girl band yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if there was it mm. was if it was just the fact that it was on a speaker and it yeah. shouldn't. I don't know if they didn't intend it for it to be played on like loudspeakers. I'd imagine Is they it more of a. I do headphone experience. I'd say they mastered it for all. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's interesting that maybe there was, the, there was, was a bit some, of loss yeah, there. there. Was, I really this is more of like a technical thing that I've noticed rather yeah. than like the music itself. Yeah. But it was just it was strange it was doing something weird the speaker was doing something really weird yeah. with the music and how it was recorded but yeah the murder cap- capital also there mm. was something weird about the recording on that um i don't know what it was but also i kind of wish it had a little bit more substance i guess yeah um i, I think they have so much but then again that's their very first album again yeah it's <laughs> in fairness yeah, yeah. very first album yeah they've also quite a lot of potential um but yeah, yeah. 
one of the things I did think about it, yeah, was that the vocal was mixed super high in mm-hmm. comparison to the rest of the band on the Murder Capital record. Um, so that was something I think um, Feeling Fades was the one where I was like, oh, that's a super up-close vocal. I mean, so super yeah. that the band seemed to be in another it's, room. Everything else, yeah, seemed to be like drowned out. But um, um, I don't know if that was intentional, yeah. but mm. it didn't feel balanced. Yeah, yeah. I, that was a good criticism I've seen a few people make of the r- record. Surprisingly, considering who was involved in making it, Flood, I think, had, had a hand in it. He of you 2 Um but yeah, I thought, yeah, there were really strong moments. Like yourself, as a debut, I enjoyed it. Um, I probably, like yourself, took more songs out of it than the actual experience. Like, yeah. I haven't actually gone back and listened to the album in full again yeah. since reviewing it. But I have gone back and listened to Less Is More mm. are the more frantic moments of the album. For me, the, the kind of the moment where the album really stumbled for me, the Murder Capital one, uh, there's two songs in the middle that are very slow. Um, ones are like maybe six minutes I think one's instrumental and the other isn't and uh, it just ground the album to this really this halt that it never really picked up it didn't have enough time to pick up from mm. um, so yeah I, I'd be with you on that there were strong moments in it that I enjoyed Yeah. Um, but again first album <laughs> first album <laughs> that's that's a big deal absolutely so. and I mean I, and they're a strong band live to see as well uh, Murder Capital they're another one that Kind of like Toby Rex here, you're saying if you have a chance to go see them live, do. I mean, James is an incredible frontman, mm. um, and they're they're a cool band. And look, they they're, they're doing great. It's great to see so many Irish bands um, out there. I mean, I, I'm not one for the whole we're punching above our weight thing. I think I I've always kind of championed that. I'm not championed. Ugh, I've always thought that uh, the Irish that the music industry now is global. There's no getting around it. There is no par- parochial viewpoint anymore mm. or there shouldn't be room for it like we're all just part of one big scene now you know that's why yeah. you see the likes of idols along the side you know preoccupations or whomever you know like london and new york and dublin and like we're all kind of connected now you know what i mean because of spotify because yeah. of how um widespread music is so i i think um we're producing music and contrib- contributing to the, the global music scene in a great way, in yeah. different ways, like Tebby Rex, like uh, mm. Kojak, if you're into Kojak. You know. mm. And actually, uh, an Irish band I'm very excited for and yeah. excited about. And sure. I think they're really great. And it's Tandem Felix. Oh, yeah. You they really had like another, that Yeah, they yeah, had yeah. another single come yeah. out, Making Dinner on Valentine's Day, it's called. That's right. Yes, they did. And... Uh, <laughs> I th- I thought they're I think they're great. I think they're also really different, and yeah. they they don't even sound Irish. Which I mean, mm. you know, make whatever make out of that whatever yeah. you want. But yeah. like, I think that their style is really cool, mm. and I really like their album cover art. It's been I don't know who did it, but it's really really nice. It's yeah. so great. Anyway, I really like them, they're and I I can't wait for them to release um an album. But I don't know if that's going to be anytime soon. They've been doing singles. They've been doing singles. I feel there's an album in the new year. If I remember the presser that. I I got from them I think there's an album on the way I think these are songs from that album if I'm right mm. about that at least the one before the last one making uh, the, what was it um, about the session the, the endless session or something like that I can't remember but um, yeah real lush Wilco-esque Kind yeah. of sound from yeah. them. Uh, yeah, I think they're really cool. No, I think they're really, really cool. I think yeah. there's loads of potential, and I'm kind of looking forward to seeing their album. Yeah. Um, or hearing hearing their album, hearing and seeing the track <laughs> I really dug this week was the new Just Mustard one, uh, Seven. Mm, actually, I don't think I have listened to those that guys just yet. continuing to knock it out of the park. And what I think is great is that they've really matured. You can hear the fucking vocalist a lot more now. You know, you can you can hear her voice. Uh, obviously, they were going for the My Bloody Valentine a wash thing, but that has its place. But I think they've they've really found 
a room for everybody in the recordings now, mm. and uh, but not lost their intensity. Because mm. uh, they're fucking loud when you see them live. They uh, are. I did mm. see them live in Dingle. That's right. Um, yeah. Th- again, that was a very interesting atmosphere also. Mm. Um, it felt very like going to a 90s grudge, grunge yeah. gig. Yeah. And then right after, Tebby Rex also played the same stage. Oh, so cool. two extremely <laughs> different <laughs> vibes, which is which is actually really enjoyable. Yeah. I really liked it. I did see them live as well. They're, they're really, really great live. Also, I think they actually did a cover of a My Bloody Valentine song. They might have done, they yeah. Did. I, I, <laughs> I think probably, they yeah. did. And... I was like, they oh. really sound like that. And I was like, oh, wait. wait. That is my money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. A little on the nose um, if they did. <laughs> I, I, think the they d- I think they did. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. But I think... They you did. heard shades I mean, of it there. But <laughs> actually, the amazing thing was we were staying in like uh, an Airbnb that was up a hill right mm. down from the pub they were playing in. So as we were walking down, like the music was so loud. Oh. And just walking down was like... Even walking to the gig was like a really cool experience. And then going into the gig was really cool. Yeah. They're really great live. They're really, really good. They're um, cool. They're like, they really go for it. And it's weird. Like you were kind of saying, like there's certain people you wouldn't... Uh, when you play like like something like Girl Band or Idols where they're like, oh for me you know what I mean and when you go to a gig like Just Mustard and you're really enjoying it and it's loud and it's kind of oppressive and atmospheric but if you're with people who they're not into it you feel almost apologetic <laughs> like, you're, like, <laughs> you're like I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I don't so know <laughs> what to tell you about all of this yeah, um, yeah other records I really enjoyed uh, since we were talking uh, David Keenan is continuing to release some interesting uh, songwriting Lilla Vargan I really liked uh, her new track but uh, there's someone else I really uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I just wasn't went, no, not that one. Um, um, but actually, yeah. uh, just while you're uh, looking for that, yeah. um, of, an, of an interesting thing I just came across on Twitter. Yeah. Um, so Hideo Kojima is releasing a new game, okay. Death Stranding. Yeah. He's the guy behind Metal Gear Solid. Right on. Which, um, yeah, I was telling you about before, having yeah. the mid-Yuri cover of Man Who Sold the World. Oh, of course, yeah, 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 Anyway, yeah, yeah. just yesterday, I was on Twitter, and he kept retweeting mid-Yuri, and I'm like, ooh, really? this soundtrack. Yeah. I think churches are going to be on that soundtrack. Oh, fantastic, yeah. And maybe even him. I was like, oh, I can't wait to get this game. Oh, uh, wow. It's coming out in November. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see soundtracks for video games. Yeah. I love soundtracks for video yeah. games. I think it, it really transforms the game yeah. as well. So great. Um, anyway, that was just a little piece of like other see, music uh, news <laughs> related I, to video games. I'd like to see a collaboration between Midjour and, and Churches. That'd be cool if he produced a track the, or yeah, wrote a track for the, them. Or God knows. I don't, I don't know. He kept retweeting Midjour. Now, whether yeah. anything actually comes out of that or whether yeah. he's used the song before. And he's influenced by Midjour. I mean, in Midjour, he's a... He, like, he kind of gets a little bit sidelined but I mean Vienna and all the stuff he mm. did in the a- 80s with synth music is incredible, yeah. He's incredible. Yeah. I haven't. I must listen to that cover now that you say it I completely forgot when you told me about it I was like I haven't listened to it and then you were saying oh he, d- he did Man Who Sold the World as well so I must yeah. check that out because um, there's a, it kind of that's kind of interesting because I was listening to a little bit of the uh, Stranger Things soundtrack is kind of something I've been listening to mm. and the, the fantastic cover of Peter Gabriel of Heroes in the very sad moment. Mm. Well, what is a sad moment in the first series? Um, is a, it was you know that cover is am- amazing, very affecting kind of thing. That's mm. a fun soundtrack. The, the Stranger Things soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think my my go to soundtrack I think for the last while has been the Metal Gear Solid Five <laughs> <laughs> music soundtrack. He just uses a bunch of stuff from the eighties. I was going to say, is it's that great. a yeah, yeah 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 no 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 it's it's an actual like no no the actual songs that were written for the game were fairly cringy. <laughs> <laughs> but the 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 stuff that's on the in the game itself, yeah. there's like a whole part where you can like 
turn on radios and oh, it cool. plays a song and oh. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um anyway, it'd be like such a great thing. I, I I'd love to um pick and choose songs for trailers. I think that's such that's that'd be such a great job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it makes like it makes such a huge yeah. difference. It sold um, everybody on that Suicide Squad movie when they used Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> Didn't it? Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh that Suicide Squad movie is terrible. Anyway. It is, yeah. I, I watched it recently, it's not very good. Mm. Um yeah, so that's two so two really good albums this week. Uh, Murder Capital. No, well we kind of reviewed the Murder Capital there actually. We have also reviewed the Murder yeah, Capital so unintentionally. Kind of, yeah, we we both enjoyed it in we did. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely a huge recommendation for both uh, girl band and, and Tebby Rex. And Tebby Rex. Um, what song will we finish this? I'm going to pick one. Uh, oh. Let's go with since I saw them live this week. Uh, let's go with Pixies and the Basics. Got me a movie. 